Welcome to the Clovercrest Baptist Church podcast. For more information about Clovercrest Baptist Church, go to clovercrest.com.au. Hey everyone, how are we going today? Good, good. Welcome to Vision Sunday. It's a little bit later than what we've done in the past, but thanks for being flexible with us and it's great that we can be gathered here in person for the online community as well. Well, I remember when I was a kid, my dad had a car that was just, it was pretty cool, I thought, growing up. He had a 1976 V8 Fairlane. You can see a picture of one here. This is the kind of car that I grew up with with my, with my dad. It was a big car. And I remember my sister learned how to drive in it, and I'm not going to talk about any of that uh, with you today. But my dad had this car. Growing up, I thought it was a pretty cool car. He loved it. He absolutely loved it. I reckon he probably thought that it was another one of his children. He, probably his fourth child. It's probably, you know, not great if we, you know, if I go on to think about where he ranked that with the time that he spent with it. But he absolutely loved it. He loved this big Ford Fairlane 1976 V8. And there was this one day when I was a kid that he was in a crash. And it, was just, it wasn't a big crash, but he crashed this thing. And, uh, and he crashed his car and he was pretty sad. And he made a decision. What came next was a little bit surprising to all of us. He rang up the insurance company and he said, what would it cost for me to buy this car back off you? And he did it. He bought the car back off the insurance company and then he went through this process of restoring this old car, bringing it back to life. Evenings, weekends, any available time. Uh, He'd research it. He'd look at what does he need to do for the exterior, the interior, what sort of paint does it need, the whole thing. I think it took him about a year to restore this thing. But if you really want to know, you should talk to my mum. Or should I say my patient mum, who went through this process with him. And then he restored this car and it came back to life and he drove it around and he really loved it. And if you know my parents, you'd know that this was a car uh, that my dad really, really liked. You know, we've been talking over this last month around this theme of restoration. And we've been talking about the fact that it's God who is the one who restores Even the beautiful song that Susie and the team just led us with, that we all carry with us scars. We all have had and having experiences in our lives that maybe we don't make sense of or maybe wound us or hurt us. Stuart last week spoke so openly around the wrestle in his own life and his story. And if you didn't hear that message, I encourage you to go back onto YouTube and to watch Stuart tell his story of walking with a faithful God through difficulty in life that he has gone through and God being the faithful one. But God is the one who restores humankind. God's heart is for all people to be restored to him that would have a restoration with others, with ourselves and into the wider world. See, God is the faithful one. He's the one that draws us into relationship with him and he's the one that cultivates us from the inside out and he restores us in our lives. And he is the one by his love and by his grace and through Jesus takes our brokenness and takes all of our sin and he's the one who takes time, effort and power. It's his power in our lives that brings us back to full life. It's God's work and his initiative in us that we're able to be restored in 
Him. And this is going to be our theme for 2022. Our theme this year is going to be the word restore and the theme of restore. Everyone say restore. Restore. We're going to look at what it means to be a people that are restored unto God. And as I've been praying for us as a church family, and particularly with the difficulty of these last couple of years, there's no way to, to be able to um, share in any, any sort of, with any sort of authenticity or genuineness that the last two, uh, two and a half years have been hard. They've been really tough couple of years. And for many people on a range of issues, they've been really, really tricky. But as I've been praying for us, I feel like God is asking us to lift our eyes in faith and to look to Him to come to Him, to make movement towards Him so that His restorative power can be present in our lives. See, God wants to restore us. He wants to restore you. He wants to renew us. He wants to renew you. And He wants us to release all of us into His mission, His mission of people coming to know Him. This is what God's heart is for us. And we're going to be looking at different uh, topics over this year. Next, our next theme, um, our next sermon series is we're going to be moving into uh, sitting in the book of Nehemiah. And we're going to look at what are the lessons for us to learn as a people restored unto God through the life of Nehemiah. And we're going to be looking at what does it mean to be restored in our relationships our relationships are so key uh, to how we function in our lives. So how are we restored unto our relationships? And what does it mean to restore our belief and our actions? And we're going to be spending a fair bit of the second half of the year sitting in the book of Romans and, and exploring what Paul says in terms of restoring our belief and then into our actions. So we're going to be spending some time this year sitting and staying on message in a lot of ways, looking at this theme of restore. Because I believe God has a deep work that he wants to do in your life. I believe that God has a deep work he wants to do in our lives as a church family. And he has a plan and a purpose for us in this community and beyond. And over this last month, God has been digging around a little bit, I feel, uh, in some of the interactions and the, uh, in some of the uh, chats and the, and the ministry time that I've been having with people and some of the team. We know that God is wanting and he's, and he's desiring and, and wooing us closer to what he has for us in our lives. And he has some things that he wants to uh, work in and through us, some things that he wants to restore us in. He wants to keep lifting our eyes to look at what is the kingdom ethic and the kingdom way to live. And that is a real uh, challenge for us, but it's also a wonderful opportunity. So as we begin, uh, I want us to look at the fact that God is a restorative God and Jesus is the ultimate one who restores. So let's uh, turn to Colossians 1. There's a poem here from Paul. He writes a, a, a poem here uh, to the, Colossian, the church in Colossae, and it's a beautiful poem. Colossians 1, uh, 15 to 23, as we look at God is a God of restoration and Jesus is the one who restores. Paul says this, he says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created. Things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. 
once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behaviour. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. And if you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. And this is the gospel that you heard and has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. You know, Paul highlights a few things about God and his restorative heart uh, in this poem that he wrote uh, to the Colossian uh, church here. The first one is, in Jesus we see God. Uh, Paul says this in verse 15, the Son is the image of the invisible God. The Son is the, invis- is the image of the invisible God. So if you want to know, and if you've been thinking or wrestling with, how do I get to know God more? Then look to the person of Jesus Look to Jesus and how he lived his life, and then you'll get to know God more. You see, Jesus literally holds up a mirror for us to describe how loving, compassionate, and restoring and generous God is to humankind. Our theologian N.T. Wright puts it this way. He says, the more you get to know Jesus, the more you'll understand God. And in Jesus, what we see is a restorative God. That's who we see. See, Jesus valued time with his father. He cultivated a deep, uh, loving relationship with his father. And this shows us God's heart for a deep intimacy with all people. And Jesus built and created community around him. And this demonstrates God's heart for a cultivated community, for people to do life together. And Jesus' ministry on earth involved acting in such a way that he brought people from the margins into the centre. He spent time noticing people that the other religious leaders of the day didn't notice. He noticed children, women, the sick. And he looked for ways to bring people from the margins into the center to be restored unto God. And what did this show? Well, this shows God's heart for all people, all people to be restored unto him. You see, Jesus' actions involve restoration and in the life and ministry of Jesus, we see a restorative God. And this is a promise from God that we not only need to know, but it's one that we need to live out. God is the one who restores. So as we begin this year, as God's been speaking to us and cultivating um, different uh, things in our lives by illuminating maybe or, or bringing to mind the things that he's wanting to restore in our lives, let me ask you, where do you need God's restoration? Where is it? As we've been digging around in this topic this last month, what is it that God, by his grace and his mercy, keeps bringing to you? Where is it that you need to experience God's restoration? And in what areas of your life do you need to be reminded that God is the restorer? That you're not the restorer, but God is the restorer. So firstly, in Jesus we see God. Secondly, Jesus is in charge of all things. This is what Paul says in verse 16. He says that Jesus created all things. In verse 17, that Jesus holds all things together. In verse 18, that Jesus is the head of the church. And again, he says Jesus is supreme over all things, everything. In verses 19 to 20, he says Jesus is reconciling all things to himself by his sacrifice on the cross. So it's Jesus who creates, Jesus who holds, leads, and reconciles. He is 
in charge of all things. He's over all things. And it's so important as we get this year underway with some vision today that we recognise and we name that Jesus is the head of Clovercrest Baptist Church. Jesus is the head. He's in charge. He's the one who has been faithful for all the years of the existence of the church so far. And he will be faithful into the future. Why? Because he's the boss. Jesus is the one who's in charge. He's the one who we follow. It's all about him. It's not about us. It's not about Clovey. It's not about Pathway. It's about Jesus. It's all about him. He's the faithful one and we follow his leading. And that's why we tell stories about what God has done in the past. In some ways, we follow the example of the the Israelites there and we, we tell stories about God's faithfulness to remind ourselves of the fact that it's God and his faithfulness that's led us and brought us to where we're up to. And there's some stories that are in our history as a church, which are beautiful stories. And you might have heard me share some in the past. And I'm going to share another couple today. And there's stories that you might know, but there's stories that we need to be reminded of. We need to remember where we've come from to where we are and to where we're going and know that Jesus is the one who's in charge, that God is the faithful one. Like I love the story in the, 19, in the 1980s when we're on the other site. If you didn't know, Clovey had a, another site on Montague Road there in Modbury North still. Uh, and uh, when we're in that site in the 1980s, the church was wrestling with four kind of big things that needed to uh, attend to. It was looking at laying bitumen in the car park, needed to happen. It was looking at, uh, at a second Uh, service. It was looking at buying the property across the road because the kids ministry was expanding and it was looking at bringing on a second pastor. The the church was experiencing some growth pains and they were trying to wrestle with what to do next. And they were at a members meeting and the conversation started to go around in some circles. And there's one man of faith, he stood up and he said, I propose that we move all four now. Someone else went up and said, yeah, I second that. The church voted and then they moved all four motions at once. And it was like the church kicked up a gear as it laid the bitumen, purchased the property, put on a second pastor and a second service. And the church experienced a step change in its growth and its ministry because of the fact that Jesus is in charge, responding in faith to where Jesus is leading. Another story coming to this site in the 1990s. This site was agreed by the members, site unseen. Due to the confidentiality reasons around the sale and, and, and some of the things that sat around that, the members agreed to the sale and, and uh, went to a members meeting at the old site, got a, uh, an address of where the meeting was going to be for that night. So they all hopped back in their cars, they came up here and this is uh, the place where they agreed to move to. And then on top of that, some of the council members at the time, because the Teacher Gully Council said, oh, you're going to need some more car parks, they went to an auction of the car park down the back and, they, and some of our elders at the time put up their own money to buy that. So every time you park in that back car park, thank God for the faithful uh, women and men who, who stumped up the cash to uh, buy that so that we could help move here. And then think of the members who said yes to coming here without even necessarily knowing exactly all the details. Why? Why is that important? Because God is faithful and Jesus is in charge and we're a people of faith and we move forward into the things that God has for us together 
You know, the founder of the Vineyard Movement, Pastor John Wimber, he spells faith, R-I-S-K. He said, that's how you spell faith, R-I-S-K. Because following Jesus is taking steps of faith that can be risky, moving into the things that God has for you. And Jesus continues to be in charge of things around here. And we can move forward with a confidence knowing that it is Jesus who's the one who is faithful. He's the one who's in charge. And we follow him on this adventure of faith. And over the last couple of years, we've been looking at the God-sized dream and, and, uh, and as a church, we've been um, processing what does that mean uh, for us. And uh, Ash has put together a, a great little uh, handout. So if you're in the room, it's on your seats. If you're online, just go to the website, clovey.com.au, and just on the front page, you can download that now. And I want you to grab this. This is, for us, uh, an important little document as we look at the things that God has for us going into what will Clovey look like into 2030. So just pick this one up, and this is the God-sized dream under the hand and leading of God. In 2020, we went through a church-wide consultative process and and a real discernment season of asking the Lord, what does he have for us? And last year, we started to investigate around some of those options. And this year, we're going to continue to move into the things that God has for us. And you can see on the first page here, you can see the, um, the graphic which has the five vision priorities. That would be a people who reach, that would introduce people to Jesus. A people who grow, that would go deeper with him. Uh, a people who multiply, that we raise and release leaders. A people who expand, one church, many gatherings, and a people who innovate, that we would dare to dream the future that God has for us. And we can do these things because Jesus is in charge. It's Jesus' church, and we follow him by faith. And I just want to draw your attention uh, today to uh, firstly expand, one church, many gatherings. We said, how? Well, developing Clovey Online is a, th a thriving campus of Clovey. Well, that's just sort of something that we've all been pushed into in our online community. It's so great that you're part of our church. It's a wonderful thing. We're going to con continue to invest into Clovey Online. Today, launching Clovey Kids Online, again, uh, to try and uh, reach more people and more families for Jesus uh, so that more people can come into relationship with him. And the second one here is we're going to explore multi-site options and campuses and church plants and revitalizations. We wrote that in 2020. And at the end of last year, we had an approach from Gawler Baptist Church who have asked us to consider what does it mean for them to come and become part of our, our family. And I want to give you an update on that, that over the last sort of three months, we've been having meetings, the interim pastor, um, Baptist Church's representative, and uh, myself, and we've been meeting and just discussing, really going through a discernment process. Um, because one of the things I think is really awesome about this is that we had a God-sized dream around one church, many gatherings, and then a church would come to us and ask us to explore this. This is because Jesus is in charge of all things. He leads and makes a way which is a beautiful thing. And uh, we've been having uh, these discernment conversations and, and really the vision for this revitalization at Gawler is a thriving community of faith that plants churches into a growing area. Gawler is um, a, a growing area. There's a lot of um, houses being built out there. There's university campus and uh, the, the gospel opportunity is rich. And Gawler Baptist Church acknowledge that. Baptist churches acknowledge that. And they're coming and they're asking, will we also acknowledge that and move with them? 
So we've been having uh, some conversations, working through a number of key issues that we need to discern and work through. But the goal is really to enter a long-term relationship, a 10 to 15-year relationship where Gawler would become part of us and we would send people to Gawler uh, as well. We'd send a campus pastor and a pioneer team, a pioneer team. So really, as sharing vision today, one of my questions for you is, is God stirring you as we've just been talking a little bit about Gawler over the last little while? Is he stirring you to be part of the, the adventure of faith that could be out at Gawler? Is he stirring you to investigate what it might look like to join a pioneer team, to, uh, to join uh, what God is doing in this work and participate in the work uh, out of Gula? Uh, there's an opportunity there for you to consider uh, before the Lord. And uh, it would be entering into this longer-term relationship, 10 to 15 years, where Gula would become part of us. We'd bring health and vitality under the hand and the leading of God. And then we'd release it back into uh, being an autonomous congregation under the Baptist churches. That's the plan, under the hand and the leading of God. And how do we have faith that we can move into this? Well, because Jesus is in charge of all things, because he's leading the way. Because he's the one that's uh, building his church. He's the head of the church. And our responsibility is to notice what he's doing, to hear what he's doing, to have the courage to respond to it. And this is something that we talked about in 2020 and something that God's brought onto our uh, plate as an option for us in, at the end of 2021 and now into 2022. So let me ask you, you know, is God stirring this in your heart? Is there something that just for you just goes, oh wow, this gospel opportunity out at Gawler. Mike's mentioned it a couple of times and I just can't, I can't drop it. It's, it, it. Maybe it's bringing a little spring in your step or, or it's just brought a focus to your faith and you've gone, oh, this is, could be a real uh, opportunity to step into as we continue to explore it. Now we need to go through more uh, formal uh, process with Gawler as well and uh, a few of our leadership team are going to go out and meet uh, the whole church uh, later this month, which is uh, all part of the process. But it looks like God is doing a work here where he's opening these doors and asking us to step through. And they were happy for me to share this with you today. Uh, so I just want to bring that ahead uh, for you and say this is an opportunity with Jesus being in charge for us to walk into the things that he has for us. Another one I want to draw to your attention today is multiply, raising and releasing leaders. Uh, we've said here, how are we going to do that? Well, developing, promoting leadership pathways across the life of the church, exploring the apprenticeship model, developing partnerships with like-minded organisations and developing strong marketplace ministry. You know, our vision for Multiply is for all people to lead like Jesus. And there's a real gap, uh, we feel, uh, in terms of leadership development and leadership formation. Uh, there's a lot of things happening in society at the moment in terms of generational change and uh, leaders stepping away from significant roles. And we're just not sure uh, in terms of, our, uh, do we have enough formed leaders to step into opportunities in churches, non-for-profit, and then the mission opportunities in the marketplace leadership uh, field is significant. And we know we can't do everything, but we can do something. And there's something that we've been investigating and Dubsy's been doing a lot of work with a small team behind the scenes for the last week is to uh, look at launching a leadership academy, which uh, is going to start small uh, and build. But look at how do we form leaders and form the character and the competency of leaders so that we can step into the leadership opportunities that God will present for us into the future. And how can we do this? Well, it's because God is faithful and Jesus is in charge of all things so the question I have for you today is this 
How is Jesus calling you into his God-sized dream plans for Clovey? What is it that he's stirring in your heart? I've just shared two um, opportunities really briefly today, but how is he stirring your heart to participate? This isn't something that just happens at a leadership level and you get you know, um, you know, a, a little notice every now and again about how things are going. This is a, us as a community of faith moving into the things that God has for us. So when it comes to expand and maybe the Gawler opportunities, he's stirring in your heart to maybe participate in the pioneer team for that. Or when I share briefly about the Leadership Academy, is he maybe moving in your life? You know, we're gonna have a part-time director of the Leadership Academy. Uh, part-time director of leadership that's going to get things started in this role. It might be that God's stirring you to investigate that a little bit more, or it might be to participate, or it might be to use the skills and the gifts that he's given you to help uh, make that a reality. If God's been speaking to you in any way, then please let us know. I'd love to have a coffee and a chat or a little bit more. And I also want to just let you know that uh, uh, in uh, a little uh, time on March the 15th, I'm going to have what's called an evening with Mike. Because there's a few things happening in the life of the church, and, and sometimes it's hard to get the communication out in a way that everyone understands. And I want to just invite you to a Zoom uh, on the 15th of March. There's 7.30. Uh, you go to clovey.com.au forward slash connect to sign up for that. But I just want to spend some time because you might have some questions, you know, as I share about Gawler or Leadership Academy, or even last week I gave an update around Pathway. Uh, This year we're also um, going to be looking at the auditorium refresh. There's kind of probably four, you know, kind of large things that uh, are on the dial at the moment in terms of what we're walking through and looking at as a church. And it might be that you have some questions and feel free, always my diary and the team's diaries are always open to have coffee and chat. Uh, That goes without saying. But also just wanted to put this night up as well. Evening with Mike, just on Zoom, where we can just um, have a chat uh, about uh, some of the things that are happening in the life of the church. And for some, you're like, hey, it's all good. No worries. I'm happy to come for the ride and, and invest and be part of it. But for others, sometimes we have questions about little things or maybe larger things. And that's just an opportunity in a forum, an invitation for you to be part of it. So firstly, in Jesus, we see God and And Jesus is in charge of all things. And thirdly, in Jesus, we have a purpose for our humanity. Paul says this in verse 21 and 22. He says, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you wholly in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. So so what he's saying is once we're alienated from God, but now we've been reconciled to God through the work of Jesus on the cross. And then he encourages believers to do this in verse 23. He says, continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. So as we understand that our, our the fact that we have been reconciled to God, we've been restored unto him, then we hold on in faith, established and firm and live out the purposes that he has for us. And one of the things I love about Clovey is for decades and decades we've been involved in ministries that are in, in including restoration and reconciliation. We've looked to the other. We've looked to be outward in how we go about our ministry and life. And this year, Lee and uh, Kathy Harkmeester are launching up a ministry that we're calling Restore. 
And there's going to be some courses that you might want to engage with this year, some initiatives that you might want to engage with or invite people to be part of. In uh, April, uh, Valiant Man's going to be happening. Valiant Man is all around exploring uh, male uh, uh, purity uh, and, and looking at some of the, uh, the difficulty uh, around male uh, sexuality and exploring how does it mean to stay pure in the world in which we live in. It's a great course. Uh, in June, they're going to be doing a grief course to facilitate discussion and restoration for people who have been or are going through significant grief. In August, uh, Michelle and I are going to be leading an Alpha uh, marriage course. And it's an online course and a great opportunity to invest into uh, your marriage. And then in September, uh, divorce care uh, to bring healing to those that have experienced divorce. So whether it's around sexual purity or grief or marriage or divorce, there's uh, opportunities for us to look at some of the big things maybe that are happening uh, in our life and look to either be enriched or look to, um, to seek God for healing and wholeness. So keep a lookout for these courses and not just for you, but also who is it that maybe you can invite and participate in that as well. Each year we have Growing Together in Marriage. It's a wonderful weekend away. Val and Steve Darcy run that. And we put some money aside to, um, to subsidise if couples would like to participate in growing together in marriage. It's a wonderful weekend to enrich in your marriage. And uh, we've had a number of couples in our church that have gone through that. And I'd really recommend that to you. And we also um, found out uh, at, towards the end of last year that we uh, were successful in receiving a grant from Baptist Care. So we're going to be launching Family Coach. Uh, we run Kids Coach at the moment in the Heights, and we're going to be expanding that out to Family Coach, which is wonderful. So not just walking with, uh, with um, children, but we're also going to be walking with families as well in terms of how can you be that friend with purpose. And I know that we've got a number of coaches in our church, and to be a coach, it's essentially to be a friend with purpose, to be someone who walks alongside, uh, in this case, a family that are doing it tough, and to be that friend with purpose, one hour a week to really invest and love and care for a family and be involved in that restoration. And also I mentioned last week, and I'll just reiterate, that we're going through a, a process looking for a pathway director. So that's going to be going live in uh, the next uh, few weeks, and we're going to be going through that discernment process. So please be joining us in prayer for that. But God might also be stirring you in that way. So there's a number of ways to be involved in God's restorative work in and through the life of Clovey. And with Jesus, we have purpose and we're invited to be, uh, to, to be on his big adventure of reconciling, restoring all things to himself. And it's all about Jesus. It's all about him. We're invited to participate, and as Paul says, to continue in our faith, established and firm, and not moving from the hope held out in the gospel. So I guess the question is, God is desiring to do this restoration work in us this renewal work in us, but to release us into his mission? How is he asking you to participate in his plans of restoration? I'll take you back to my dad's fair lane. 1976 V8 Thumper. It's a huge thing. My dad, he took time, care, effort, worked his way through it. And God really, in many ways, wants to take His time with us. He wants to restore us. He wants to renew us. 
his desires to release us into his missional plans that he has for us. The first step is to come before him in surrender and say, Lord, all of I am is yours. Lord, you're in charge of all things. Lead me on this adventure of faith. Let's pray together.